All right, guys, this is episode, we're going to call it negative two of the 100-yard coverage podcast by Fantasy Football Observer. I'm joined, as always, by our Dynasty writer, Caleb Barnett. Caleb, how's it going this Monday morning? It's going well. It's it's a Monday, but other than that, it's going great. Awesome, dude. Yeah, um, we're going to talk about uh, super sophomores and how they can help your team and not to be undervalued. But before we do, just want to clue you guys in again on who we are. Uh, you can certainly visit our About page on FantasyFootballObserver.com to check out more about us. Um, and we are just here trying to provide you with some great content, and we will throughout the season, uh, both uh, I should say uh, redraft, dynasty, and uh, DFS. Caleb, what are you working on this week for us? Yeah, I'm writing up a piece and doing some research on um, some running backs that may not be at the top of their uh, team's depth chart currently, but um, definitely could provide some uh, useful games uh, throughout the season and hopefully get some value from those guys. Cool. That'll be up uh, later this week. I will have a similar article on late round wide receivers. And uh, so take a look at that. Uh, we have a new t-shirt in our shop. It's for all you Steelers fans out there. Um, Juju Nation. Uh, it's a great t-shirt. Really uh, like it. And uh, go check it out. Caleb, before we get into the super sophomores here, want to just go around. Uh, we're going to start the uh, division by division just with a guy you really like um, this year for fantasy a guy who may not be the best guy or uh, the most exciting, you know, prospect or whatever, but just a guy you think is really going to be fun to watch. And uh, maybe uh, you really want on one of your teams. Who's that guy for you? For me, it's Damian Harris out of new England. Um, I, have some questions about Sony Michelle's long-term health. Um, and I was pretty high on Damian Harris coming into the draft. And for me, um, you combine those two things together and I'll probably be owning a lot of Damian Harris shares this year. So, <laughs> yeah, it should be exciting. I mean, those, that running game is always difficult to project. Um, obviously you have James White there and then, who knows about Michelle, but um, Harris should be fun, and he'll he'll definitely have some big games. Uh, my guy is just um, Josh Allen from the Bills. The Bills were just so epically bad last year as far as fantasy scoring. I was looking at a story from uh, Mike Rodak from ESPN today. The Bills were 31st in PPR scoring in running backs, 29th in wide receivers, and 30th in tight ends. Um if you're not counting, the NFL only has 32 teams, so that's pretty pretty low. Uh, they only had two guys in the top 100. Allen was 57th and Jones was 93rd. So I'm really excited to see if Allen can keep up his uh, rushing and uh, see what uh, you know how that Bills team is going to do. The Bills are kind of one of those teams you always kind of root for just because they're always underdogs, but. I'm looking forward to see what Allen does. Don't know if I'll have him on any of my teams, but I'm, I'm looking forward to him. Josh Allen was the number one overall scorer in fantasy the last five weeks of the season, so um, something to keep in mind. Yeah, he had 476 uh, rushing yards after he um, 
after he came back from injury and five touchdowns. So it was almost like backyard football. Like, oh, we didn't see Zay Jones open. Uh, I'm just going to run for 12 yards. So uh, pretty crazy to see. If you guys have Sunday ticket or you can watch the games uh, outside of your local area, uh, it was pretty fun to watch watch him do it. But uh, yeah, so let's let's take a look at some uh, super sophomores. This is an article I wrote just to let you know about some guys coming into their second year. Definitely don't want to um, overlook these guys as your league mates are, are are scraping for rookies, especially in dynasty dynasty leagues. You don't want to overlook these guys. So. Caleb, I asked you to take a look at two guys you you loved and you hated off my list. Um, and we started off with one of the guys you think will do pretty well, and that's uh, Kalen Balazs from the, the Dolphins. Uh, why do you like him? Well, uh, you know, the minor part of that, I'm a Dolphins fan, so I'm a homer, and I've got to say Kalen Balazs, right? Um, but... I think there, of course, of course. Yeah, I think there's a uh, a clear opportunity behind Kenyon Drake. There's no uh, 3.5 yards to carry plotter Frank Gore there anymore to eat up 40 percent of the carries. <laughs> <laughs> um, just the yeah. uh, the kill all your fantasy running backs, uh, Frank Gore. Um, I think Kalen Balaj is a, he's still available in Buffalo if you want. Yeah, him, yeah. Folks, so. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy those three three and a half yards to carry every time. Um, but uh, Balaj is a bigger back. He's 230 pounds. Um, he ran a 4.4640, which is a 97th percentile height adjusted speed score. So he's a he's a big back that can catch. He can move. Um, he flashed at the end of last year. Um, you saw a couple of those catches and and what he did when he finally got on the field. Um, he was a really highly touted prospect. He f- fell a little bit in the draft. Um, I think to the fourth round. Um, but I feel like where he's kind of settled is really good value. And, you know, another good news uh, with Frank Gore being gone, Adam Gase is gone, which is good for any fantasy owner because um, you just never know what he's going to do. <laughs> um, and, and Chad O'Shea took over as offensive coordinator there. Congrats, Jets fans. Yeah, exactly. Enjoy that, yeah. guys. Um, the uh, Chad O'Shea took over as offensive coordinator uh, from the Patriots, and he's bringing a lot of their system in. And they, as we were talking about with Damian Harris, they always use multiple running backs. It's never just a bell cow. Um, and so I think you could you could reasonably expect and maybe project uh, Balash to get some opportunity. Um, and I don't really see Miles Gaskin as a threat. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, talking about Frank Gore, he had 156 uh, rushes last year. Kenyon Drake was second on the team with 120, and then Balaj was had 36. So if we can kind of put Drake in the the Gore role and bump Balaj up, you know, Balaj may get up to 150 carries, maybe not not quite that high. Uh, the fantasy football guys, Jason Wood is the highest on him out of that uh, team. Um, and projects 125 carries. So 125 carries can be uh, pretty valuable. Um, Kenny Drake is also in the last year of his contract. So if they decide to move on from him um, or he has a big year and they just don't want to pay him, then maybe Balaj as a dynasty guy kind of takes over the lead lead uh, role in 2020, which uh, would be good as well. Um, yeah, Caleb, 
I was looking at comparisons, and this is one I came across. How do you feel about Balazs being kind of like a poor man's Austin Eckler for, for Melvin Gordon for the Chargers? Yeah, I kind of like that comparison. You know what you're getting with Austin Eckler. He's not uh, – he's someone that's elite in the passing game, and he's got a clear-cut role. Um, and, you know, he's not the 1A guy, but the 1B of that offense is pretty good. So um, I, I'd feel, I feel like everyone would gladly take a Austin Eckler season out of Kalen Balazs. Yeah, that that comparison really jumped out at me. Uh, Gordon was had 175 carries, and Eckler had 106. So a decent chunk of um, time for Eckler there, and he also Eckler also had 39 uh, receiving uh, receptions for for 404 yards and three touchdowns. So last year Gordon was the RB eight, and Eckler was RB 25. So um, I don't think Balaj is going to get to 25 uh, this year, maybe not without a Drake um, injury. But another comparison that uh, Seahawks fans might find useful is that Balaj may be similar to Mike Davis. Uh, Mike Davis kind of t- had the number two role last year over uh, Richard Penny. Uh, behind Chris Carson in Seattle. And he rushed for 114 times for 514 yards and had 34 receptions as well. So I think, you know, a little bit over 115, 125 rushes um, in the kind of the Mike Davis guy role uh, wouldn't be out of the line for Balazs. And Mike Davis ended up as the RB 36 last year. So that's, um, you know, that's your running back three on your team. And you can get them so much later um, that Bellage is just, just a value. So be careful when you're reaching for this unknown rookie that you barely know his name. Um, when, you know, you can have a player like, like Bellage, um later in the rounds. This next guy, I... Searched a lot of uh, stats for to try to defend a little bit. Um, this is a guy that Caleb didn't love, um, and that's Ronald Jones from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Caleb, it's not going to be hard to find a lot of fault with this guy, but uh, go ahead and, and start the process. First, well, he's not a good running back. <laughs> that doesn't help. Yeah. yeah. You watch him on film. He's got good vision, um, but he – just can't make it through the holes he sees. I mean, last year he couldn't beat out Peyton Barber. Uh, I mean, so what makes you think like, uh, yeah, no, this guy's definitely got Peyton Barber this time around, you know, perennial league stud Peyton Barber. Um, he's, he's a real, (laughs) he's a real small back. Um, he's, you know, in the 17th percentile of BMI. So you have durability concerns. Um, Mm -hmm. he, 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 you know, he was a healthy scratch at times last year, which, you know, you can forgive maybe one or two of those as a rookie, but the amount of times he was scratched is just not good. Uh, he only scored 6.65 fantasy points per opportunity, which was 99th of all running backs in the league. Um, and top this 100. was with, what'd you say? I said top 100. 
Yeah, yeah, no, no. I guess that's good. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, uh, and this is with facing boxes that were light. So, you know, less than your standard amount, 78% of the time. And so you, you kind of think like, uh, what's it called? He's a, if he's not going to succeed under, you know, never facing a loaded box, when is he going to? And, you know, he's got good draft capital um, and he's got a new coaching staff. So he does have a chance. But, you know, you, you think back to that draft capital and you're like, well, the Bucks took Aguayo in the second round and then cut him. So eh, maybe the second round with the Bucks doesn't mean as much as we're, if as much as other teams. Uh, second round kickers gotta love them. Yeah. So yeah, he was he was inactive for the first three games, and he ended up the year twenty three carries for forty four yards. That's one point nine yards average. So Caleb, I want you to put yourself on an NFL field. Could you average one point nine yards rushing if you were in the Tampa Bay backfield? <laughs> Probably not, but I bet I could get close if I didn't die uh, by getting hit by a defensive end on the first time. Yeah, here, here's what happened. Uh, here's what would happen if uh, Winston was handing off to me, and I'm trying to get 1.9 yards. So he would hand off to me. I would immediately pee my pants, and then I would immediately get tackled. So probably yeah. I end up at negative 1.9 yards. But if you're yeah. talking about a running back – who could get uh, 3.8 yards more than I am. Uh, that's not a great, uh, I can, that's not a great stat. But maybe there's some nuggets of hope. Let's, let's look at his college year, career since um, he's only been in the league one year. He came out of uh, USC. He's 23rd in the Pac-12 in rushing history. Um. It's not a ton of great names on that list. Uh, Marcus Allen was six, obviously. That's a great name. Uh, and then Christian McCaffrey was 13th. But here's some comparable numbers to um, some players you recognize in the league right now. Uh, in 2017, Rojo had 1,550 rushing yards, which was good for eighth in the nation. And that was more than Kerryon Johnson, Philip Lindsay, Justice Hill, and Royce Freeman. Um, he was 14th in attempts, which was fewer than Kerryon Johnson, fewer than Philip Lindsay, and fewer than Justice Hill. So he's he did it in college, 6.1 yards carry, 9.4 yards, a catch at USC. But, you know, some some guys are just AAA players. You know, um, they, they kill it in uh, Greensville, they kill it in uh, Indianapolis, and then they get to the big leagues, uh, and they they just they're they're a four A player. They can't make that transition. So maybe Ronald Jones is like that. Maybe he he's a dominant player in college, a second round pick, and maybe he just can't make that leap. Uh, Caleb, I mean, what do you think about his competition? You have Andre Ellington. 30 years old, Bruce Arians guy. You have undrafted rookie Bruce Anderson. Um, he doesn't have any competition, at least, do you think? Or do you think those guys may have a shot at surpassing him? I think a lot of people like Bruce Anderson. Um, I'm, 
I don't know if I'm in that category. Um, I do think Peyton Barber's a little bit underrated. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I was kind of making light of it earlier, but he's a better back than people give him credit for. But um, for that second uh, opportunity, I mean, I think he's got to be the clear favorite because I mean, the organization is not want to going to not want to pie themselves in the face again with missing on a, another second round pick. And so he's at least going to get the first, second, and probably third shot at it. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I mean, he was inactive for the first three games, um, had some hamstring issues, so that really set him back. Um, but, you know, instead of going 23 of 44 for the whole year, what if he, like, did that in his first game and then he got he was out for the year with a knee injury? We'd be looking at him completely different, like, wow, his first game really stunk. But, man, he he's good, right? So we think he's good, second-round pick. We're really looking forward to him in his sophomore year. So I think they are going to give him a shot. I think Ellington, you know, his floor is making the team. Maybe he steals a little third-down work with his receiving ability. but And Anderson, undrafted, similar size to, to Ronald uh, Jones, um 211210 so i think that jones he's going to get every shot to succeed he's going to get every shot to fail so you know maybe you pick him up as your rb4 or your rb5 and if he doesn't work out 3 4 5 5 weeks into the season you you dump him but uh there might be something there um right now he's ranked by the football guys as dynasty back 35 um so we'll see what works out caleb this next guy is close to my heart as a seahawks fan you like him i like him we all like him it's rashad penny uh what do you like about penny going into his second year there's a lot to like about Penny, I think. Um, I mean, he was a first-round pick, and so the, those running backs hit in Dynasty 90% of the time. It's a little upwards of 90% of the time. And when I say hit, I mean top 24. Um, and so yeah. the, and the misses were um, usually down to injuries more than anything else. Um, and so for me, it's you look at him and, you know, you – Watch Chris Carson, and you're like, okay, Chris Carson's a decent running back, but he's a seventh round pick. And um, what when you look at you know who's the team going to have more allegiance to? It's it's the first round guy. Um, and you know, so the reports had a, something I was really monitoring this offseason. The reports, you know, this offseason have been good. Last year he kind of came in out of shape, and I think that probably set him uh, behind. And you know, once he was kind of behind it it was hard to get back in um but when yeah they said he lost uh 15 pounds this off season so assuming that's uh mostly fat not muscle that's uh that should be a good thing for him right um when he played he was actually pretty good um i don't think most people realized uh you know he had a breakaway run so yards of uh runs of 15 yards or more 8.2 percent of the time which is I think top 10 in the league. Um, he was 16th in true yards per carry, which filters out the long run. So it looks at how consistent you are. Um, and, so, you know, he was top 16 in that, which is really good. Um, while only having the 24th most efficient run blocking of any running back in the league. 
And, you know, he was 15th in the league in yards created per carry, so what he was doing above and beyond that blocking. Um, and then, yeah. and then you, like we talked about earlier, Mike Davis is no longer there. You know, touchdown, short yardage, work, vulture, Mike Davis yeah. is gone. Um, and Seattle runs a ton. I mean, second in the league. I think they ran the ball like 530 times last year. And so um, even if you think Carson will still get a significant amount of that work, I mean, that's still, you know, 200 carries each, which – um, and I, and I think it'll be more of a 60, 40 split than anything else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. six, 60% of 500 some carries is a lot of attempts. And so, you know, and you think about that and he's, he produced really well in college. He's a bigger back. He's fast. He kind of checks all the profile boxes. Um, and so, you know, for me, running backs, a lot about opportunity and that Seattle running back one is one of the best opportunities in the league. Yeah, um, as a Seahawks fan, I saw you know almost all of their plays last year. Um, Chris Carson is a is a great back, definitely a bruiser. Um, he's going to give you everything you have. But you can see when Penny got into space, he's just super explosive, shifty. Um, looks he looks the part. So with uh, Davis gone, he that loses 112 carries, which Penny's going to get. Um, almost all of those carries. Penny uh, rushed eight plus times in six games. He was um, averaged 4.8 yards in five of those six games. So he, he's going to be, as you said, it's probably going to be somewhere close to a 60-40 split, I think, at least starting off. Um, and then um, they will decide. But if he gets a good portion of him or Chris Carson has um, an injury issue. He had some minor knee surgery this off season. I don't think that's going to be a problem, but if he does have any other injuries, uh, I think Penny's just going to take over that role. They're going to run a lot. They got a lot of draft capital built into the wide receivers this year, um, but that may just help them get down the field. So I, I think Penny's going to, you know, really close the, close the, uh, finish the drives off maybe um, and uh, and get the ball in the end zone. So I like him a lot. Definitely a guy that you shouldn't pass uh, if you're in like the seventh, eighth round and you see, see his name there. Caleb, for um, ADP rankings here from the football guys, they have a consensus of some of the top sites. Um, he's 77th right now. He's RB33. Uh, let me tell you some guys who are going around him, and maybe we can pick pick guys whether we want them this year or maybe in redraft. So, seventy fourth is Lamar Miller. Would you take M- Miller over uh, Penny this year and in or uh, Dynasty? Uh, this year, it's actually closer than most people think. Um, I mean, as of right now, I think Lamar Miller. Yeah. Uh, the RB one, you know, whether he holds on to it or not, it's up in the air, but uh, that RB one job for yeah. the Texans, uh, that's a really good offense and you can't load the box first them. Um, and Lamar Miller just kind of does what he does. Yeah. So I think dynasty, I'd rather have penny by a significant comfortable margin, but redraft um, it's, it's pretty close. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's real close. close. Yeah. 
What about uh, 76, just before Penny, is Sanders uh, from Philadelphia? Uh, the rookie, what do you, Penny or Sanders for Dynasty? Penny uh, for Dynasty and Redraft for me. Um, I think, uh, I, I don't dislike Sanders by any means, um, but he's not a first round running back. He doesn't have, uh, he's not in a team that has a history of using. Uh, 47 running backs in a week um and so to me i think it's just path to being an rb1 is much easier story to tell myself yeah i mean uh the eagles have uh howard as well so i think you know they're going to use howard a little bit sanders may take a couple of seasons to, to come on um this guy is number 82. He might have risen beyond this now, but fairly recently, it's Daryl Henderson of the Rams. Um, I know he's getting a lot of love, but which would you rather have, Penny or Henderson? Penny for both. Um, I like Henderson in definitely the running back one Rams. Uh, the running back one for the Rams is a really good spot and situation. Um but I think this kind of narrative that Todd Gurley's knee is no longer <laughs> working or, you know, he's dead. Basically, some people are preaching that that far that he's just gone. And that to me, I just don't buy it. Yeah. I feel like every running back the NFL has arthritis in their knee at some point. Um, and, yeah, he might get uh, a few less touches. But you look at Todd Gurley and he's still Todd Gurley. I mean, that doesn't just go away. Whatever makes a great running back he has and so that doesn't just go away and again when I tell myself okay who has a better shot to be the RB1 on their team and in an RB1 in fantasy I think it's Rashad Penny yeah there's always um, a lot of injury concerns out there and the and everyone's looking for the next big thing but I think it is overblown on Gurley Henderson you know he might end up being an RB3 or RB4 this year but Unless Gurley really does go out and they, they don't manage him every week and he actually misses games, then um, it's definitely going to be Penny for me, Redraft, and and even uh, Dynasty. So our final guy, folks, is uh, a guy Caleb does not like, and that's Ido Smith from the Falcons. Caleb, um, he no longer has Tevin Coleman uh, to compete with. He's behind Devonta Freeman. Why isn't he uh, someone so, we should target? You know, I'm not a huge uh, film guy, but um, when you watch Edo Smith, to me, he just doesn't look like a, a, a good running back. He doesn't meet my eye test. Um, uh, he had a pretty good opportunity earlier, early in the season um, when Devonta Freeman was out, you know, when Coleman was underperforming, and he didn't do anything with it. Um, and so to me, that doesn't yeah. change. Freeman is a, is a great running back when healthy and I don't see him eating into those carries. Um, and you know, they've always traditionally used two running backs, but that's, I think also down to the fact that they had Tevin Coleman. Um, and so I, I don't know if it's as comparable with Edo yeah. Smith as it is with Tevin Coleman. Um, I mean, he was 41st in the league in yards created per carry. He was 58th in true yards per carry. I mean, and so he was 51st in the league in carries, but 57th in rush yards. And so when you kind of finish below uh, that care, if your rush yards finishes below that carry mark, it's usually not a great indicator. Um, And, you know, sometimes there can be some external factors, but if you're not 
outperforming everyone who's getting the same amount of carries as you, it's usually not a great indicator. And I mean, to me, uh, I prefer Quadre Allison to him. I mean, I think he's, he's a big back and they have similar draft capital. I think uh, Ito was in the fourth and Allison was in the fifth. And I think they kind of know what they have with Ito Smith. And to me, that's not much. And so if Allison gets, I think Allison will get a chance. And if he does, you know, who's to say that the, the guy that hasn't had a chance, you know, is usually who I stick with initially um, because we know what we have in Eno Smith and I, I haven't seen anything from Allison. And so I view them similarly and I'll take the guy that I haven't seen kind of fail. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I think Ito could be valuable. I don't know that he's going to be, but it's just a guy you, you need to keep an eye on. Last year he had 90 carries to Coleman's 167 um, but two years ago is kind of the comparison to this coming year when Freeman was healthy. Freeman had 196 carries and Coleman had 156 carries. So I can see Smith getting more work, um, but it, he's not going to be a starter for you unless Freeman goes down. And as as you said, uh, uh, Allison is is uh, there. He's also he's a fifth round pick. Ito was the, a fourth-round pick. So Allison is is big. He's 6'1", 228, so he's more in the Freeman mold. So if um, if Freeman goes down, maybe they do try Allison and they, they put him in that spot and, and Smith kind of maintains his spot as, as the backup. Um, you know he may he may have a little bit of value as RB four five, uh, especially in deeper leagues or if you if you're rocking a league with with three running backs on a weekly basis. He I think Smith has some value and who knows what Allerton is. Uh, the other competition is uh, Kenjun Barmer and uh, fifth round rookie uh, from Brian Brian Hill, who's been on the team a couple of years. So he doesn't have a lot of competition. They're they're definitely trying to get him some competition but if freeman goes down he's going to see more of the workload and he might have a little value definitely not a guy you need to target i don't think but um i'd pick him up uh if freeman gets injured caleb so he's probably not going to be on your team but if freeman goes down are you are you looking at him uh, on the way yeah pick him up and then immediately try to trade him um because as soon as he plays that first snap, I think his his value's going to tank again. Everyone's like, "Oh yeah, this position's great, but he's terrible." So um, <laughs> get someone else to try to deal with that emotional roller coaster. So I I'm a big fan of picking him up if Freeman goes down or keeping him on your roster, but just as trade value, not as production. Hey Ito, welcome to the team. I've got yeah. good news and bad news. Uh, yeah. We're going to trade you immediately. No, that, so- that sounds good. I mean, those guys as well, um, they definitely have value, more value almost off the waiver wire uh, than anything. So that would be a, a great uh, deal to trade him, uh, especially to get maybe a more valuable wide receiver or someone like that. All right, guys, if you want to take a look at the rest of my super sophomores, and love them or hate them as Caleb did, certainly can leave me a comment or hit me up on Twitter. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Caleb, good to talk to you again, my friend. Where can the people find you on the interwebs? 
on Twitter at underscore Caleb Barnett. And then uh, I've, I've got a Reddit account, which is uh, the username's Dynasty Analytics. So at Dynasty Analytics. Um, other than that, yeah, I'm, I'm around. But mostly Twitter is probably the best place to find me. Twitter is definitely the best place to find me. Um, I am FF Observer there. I'm also on FF Observer on Reddit. Uh, definitely checking out the Dynasty and Fantasy Football subreddits there. But most of my time's on Twitter. So hit me up. Tell me what you think about this podcast. Love your feedback, guys. Thanks so much for uh, hanging with us, guys. And we will talk to you next week.